Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter when or where, welcome to Stowbridge's service of worship for Sunday the 6th of December, the second Sunday of Advent. This year, as many of you know, we're running a Christmas quiz via our Facebook page. And this is just a wee reminder that the answers are to be submitted by 12 noon on Sunday the 13th of December. Now, if we move out of level four next week, then we will return to worshipping together in the church building and you will require to book a place as before. So try and keep yourself aware of what is happening. Next Sunday, we intend to collect gifts for women's aid. Now, because of coronavirus, actual gifts will need to be handed in on this one Sunday and they're better not wrapped, but can be placed in a gift bag. Last week, I introduced you to the angel on the shelf. And if you look on our Facebook page, you might see something of what my angel has been doing this week. And these are all the intimations. Even if we cannot gather in person, Emmanuel, God with us, even if some Christian Christmas traditions have had to go, Emmanuel, God with us. Even if we might not get to hug family and friends, Emmanuel, God with us. Even if we cannot sing carols beside each other, Emmanuel, God with us. Even if Christmas cheer is harder this year, Emmanuel, God with us. In the church, we have our Advent wreath. So let's light the second candle. Perhaps at home, you might like to light a candle or switch on a battery-powered tea light. But as we light the candle, let's pray. Lord God, people traveled to deserted places to hear what was most important. Gathered here today, we light a second candle as a symbol of our pilgrimage towards the things that will last forever. Righteousness, loving kindness, peace, and an eternal home in you, O God, who calls all things towards the fullness of life. Amen. Let's worship God in hymn 184. Sing to the Lord a joyful song. Lift up your hearts, your voices raise. To us his gracious gifts belong. To him our songs of love and praise. For life and love, for rest and food, for daily help and nightly care. Sing to the Lord, for he is good, and praise his name, for it is fair. For strength to those who on him wait, his truth to prove, his will to do. Sing to our God, for he is great. Trust in his name, for it is true. We worship God in hymn 184. Sing to the Lord a joyful song.
And now we come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, in the beginning was the word, and we have heard your word coming from strange places. We have received your gift, calling us into unexpected connections. We have been nurtured by your invitation, making friendships along the way. We approach you now with humble hearts and expectation, knowing you welcome all, stranger and friend. We have looked at the rough and judged it for not being smooth. We have looked at the valley and thought it could not be raised. We have observed the mountain, believing it would be unscalable. And in so doing, we have become complacent. And so forgive us, God, for our complacency and our judgments. Make us see with the eyes of a pilgrim, knowing that you who have called us on this way will make a pathway before us. And so may we, through the power of your Holy Spirit, have the courage to step out along your pathway, to follow in your footsteps, to follow where you lead us. And hear us now as we pray together in the words Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, as I said last week, Advent is a time for looking back as well as looking forward. And the materials that I'm using for looking back come from a resource called Roots. So as we look back to the first Christmas, we have here on the table the stable. And we hear from Luke's Gospel. Luke chapter 2, reading verses 8 to 18. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favours. Now when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary, and Joseph, and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. 
and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Amen. Let's add the shepherds, the sheep and the angel to the stable. And now I invite you to think about now, today and then over 2,000 years ago. Now and then. The shepherds could be seen as the lowliest grouping of people at the time of Jesus' birth, the humble key workers who had to work in all weathers, all circumstances, with little time off and next to no recognition. But in this passage, we see them raised up and there is a distinct adjustment in their apparent value to others. There is a curious resonance here with our attitudes towards the NHS and other key workers in this time of pandemic, allowing much food for thought and discussion. So let's hear from key workers now and then. First of all, the now. I can't believe it. For the first time, people show gratefulness for the work I'm doing. Passers-by have started to give me eye contact, give a pat on the back, metaphorically, because we have to observe distancing like everybody else these days. Suddenly, everything's changed. I am no longer someone to get frustrated with all the time. Yes, there's a long wait and you feel like you're wasting your time. My delivery might take longer than usual with the extra checks we have to do. But we'll get to you as soon as we can. Others have found this too. Teachers, paramedics, a &E nurses and doctors. Eye contact. Smiles for the first time unsought. A recognition that we're working hard for you. Putting our lives on the line for you. Humble key workers suddenly seen differently. Clapped for once a week. Sandwiches and cold drinks placed into our hands in appreciation. Everything's changed. I hope they don't forget. Then 2,000 years ago. They'd never noticed me before. These people rushing about their everyday business collecting wool for weaving, selling produce, raising families. We were passed by whenever we actually ventured down into Bethlehem. Too smelly from living with the sheep, I suppose. No one would give us more than a fleeting glance, perhaps inwardly thanking God they didn't have to do our jobs or look the way we do. I was an inconvenience mostly, someone to give a wide berth to, Humble, key workers. But everything changed that night. The angel's visit. Well, don't get me started. I'd swear I was dreaming at first, but I know full well I couldn't dream up a sound so pure 
or a sight so beautiful. That's another story. But the way people looked at us once our story was confirmed, suspicion to begin with, naturally. After all, why would the newborn king want lowly visitors like us to be the first to see him? But once others had seen him, found out for themselves how special the baby was, they looked at me in a way I'd never known before. Respect. Reverence. That tiny baby in the filthy stable made all the difference. I hope they don't forget. We add to the stable a rainbow to represent key workers. And now let's pray. Lord God, hear us as we pray for key workers. Here in this building, we so often hear the siren of an ambulance racing by. And here within our parish is the Royal Alexandra Hospital. And so we give thanks for the many, many individuals who work to keep our lives and our world functioning. We pray for all health service workers, from the chief executives to nurses and doctors, receptionists, porters, cooks, cleaners, our ambulance crews, for all key workers, police and fire crew, our refuse collectors, and all who work to provide us with food. Lord, there are so many people whose jobs enable us to live safely. And so today we thank you for their hard work and their willingness to go on working day and night to keep us safe and well. Bless them all, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We continue in our worship with the hymn 334. On Jordan's banks the Baptist's cry announces that the Lord is nigh. Then cleansed be every heart from sin, make straight the way for God within. Prepare we in our hearts a home where such a mighty guest may come. The hymn 334, On Jordan's Banks the Baptists Cry. And now, preparing for the coming of Christ, we turn to Mark's Gospel. Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, reading verses 1 to 8. 
The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Amen. May God add his blessing to this reading of his holy word. For these readings and for helping me with all of this. Let me share with you a short reflection. This is it, the beginning, the beginning of the good news. It's time. Are you ready? It's happening now. Remember the prophets, they said this would happen, that a messenger would come. The messenger is here, here where they said he would be, here in the wilderness, not in the temple, not in the synagogue, but here in the wild. We know a bit about him. His mother was Elizabeth. His father was Zechariah, a priest. He was brought up as a Nazarite. He is dressed as a traveler. And his name is John. This John has a nickname. He's called the Baptizer. He's standing in the River Jordan. He's standing there now. And people are coming to him out of the countryside, out of the cities and towns. They are coming to hear him. They are wanting a new beginning. They are longing for change. And he invites them into the river. And he dips them under the water and he raises them to their feet. And he tells them, I am the messenger, only the messenger. Someone else is coming soon. Someone is coming who will really change you. He will drench you in God's Holy Spirit. He will turn you inside out and right around. This is it. It's 2020. It's been some year for us and our planet, and it's Advent again. This is it. John is standing in the river, the beginning of the good news. This is it. It's time. Are you ready to walk into the water? Are you longing for the Holy Spirit? This is it. It's happening now. Well, we're approaching the end of 2020, and what a year it's been, a year like no other we remember. In our reading from Mark, we've heard of the coming of John the Baptist, coming from the wilderness to prepare the way for Jesus. 
For John the Baptist, the wilderness was a physical place, but it probably also had the metaphorical sense of being away from the centre of things, off the beaten track, out of a comfort zone. For many, if not all of us, I suspect that this year has been a wilderness time. In March, perhaps struggling to get some of the necessities of life, like toilet paper. Today, still separated from our loved ones, perhaps isolated. And once again, we are unable to worship together in the same space. We are unable to sing God's praises in our church buildings. We have struggled. We are still struggling. And may we, may, we may well go on struggling. But maybe, just maybe, we need to look at this time from a different perspective and see it, see it yes, as a testing time, but also as a time for seeing things differently. For this year has been a time for seeing things differently, for recognising what is important and what's maybe not so important. Ask most folks what they've missed, and it's the human contact, the meeting easily with friends and family, the being able to sit together in church at the guild or the friendly hour, meeting together at the parent and toddler group, and then the singing. We've missed the singing, and we're still missing the singing. Ask people what they're grateful for, and it's their health, their health and that of their loved ones, their families and friends. And these are what folks are thinking today. We now realise that coronavirus isn't going to go away overnight, even with the promise of the first vaccinations next week. I wonder when everything locked down in March during Lent, just how many of us thought that things would not be that much different come December and Advent. Well, both Advent and Lent are times when we should seek to set aside time to reflect. And this year, well, with much less happening socially, I don't think we have the same excuse in December of being too busy to set aside some time for reflection, to reflect on all that God has given to us, for all that God is, is giving to us, and for all that God promises us for the future. So, as we journey towards Christmas, let's do our best to take a little time of quiet, to give thanks, to share with God our troubles and our concerns, to simply sit and be in God's presence, to rest in his peace and his quiet. This is it. This is it. John is standing in the river, the beginning of the good news. This is it. It's time. Are you ready to walk into the world? Are you longing for the Holy Spirit? This is it. It's happening now. Jesus has come into the world and he will return again. So let's just take a moment of quiet as Alan plays for us.
Thank you, Alan. And now let's pray. Lord God, we are gathered in your holy presence at different times and in different places. But we thank you that wherever we are, you are with us, Emmanuel, God with us. In our different ways, we have made our offerings to you, offerings of money, offerings of time, of talents, of love. Bless our offerings, we pray, that they would be used to share your love with others and help your kingdom grow. God of faithful grace and goodness, we give thanks for the words of hope and comfort that echo down through the centuries, from Isaiah to John the Baptist, from Jesus of Nazareth through Mark the Evangelist, through translators and publishers and printers, through the internet to us here today. Comfort them, the prophet is told. Tell them that they have suffered long enough their sins are forgiven. Faithful God, may we be open to hear your word and daring enough to look in unlikely places for signs of your presence. May we be wise enough to discern which of the many voices that we hear speaks for you. May we be brave enough to pass on the radical good news that we hear. As John spoke from a barren desert place to people on the margins, far from the centres of power, so we pray for those who live on the margins now, their births uncelebrated, their deaths not publicly grieved. We pray for refugees and asylum seekers, for clients of food banks in this country, and for others who lack even that safety net. We pray for those whose fragile hold on coping has been shaken by the effects of COVID, those without secure jobs or money in the bank, those for whom home is not a place of safety, students without loving parents to go back to, old people without family to look out for them. We pray for those who are ill and those who are mourning. In a moment of silence, we lay at your feet our prayers. We pray for those in positions of power, the best of whom feel powerless and admit it, troubled by the huge responsibility that they bear. May this be an opportunity for all of us to reassess what really matters and what sort of world we want to live in. May our vulnerability create a crack through which your light can shine. As the solid ground of our confidence is shaken, may a tiny mustard seed of faith drop in and your kingdom have a chance to grow. Lord God, in just such times as these, you sent your prophets to challenge the powerful and comfort the oppressed. In just such times as these, you slipped in alongside your people to let them know that they are not alone, for you are with them. 
May we be among those who help to prepare the way for your coming, and may all honour and glory be yours, today, tomorrow and always. Amen. We close this service of worship by singing what seems so appropriate. We're going to praise God in hymn 305, In the Bleak Midwinter. Frosty wind made moan, earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow on snow, snow on snow, in the bleak midwinter, long ago. Our God, heaven cannot hold him, nor earth sustain. Heaven and earth shall flee away when he comes to reign. In the bleak midwinter, a stable place sufficed, the Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what I can, I give him. Give my heart. Hymn 305, In the Bleak Midwinter. We have been called to be renewed in the name of the one who is love. Even in the darkest night, even when there is only one small candle lit, your power and love restore us. Let your light shine on us as we go into our daily living so that we may be warmed and strengthened, so that your light may shine all around and the blessing of Almighty God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Amen.